Hello, honey, and welcome to the Healthy Emmy Podcast. I am your go-to nutritionist for plant-based weight loss and the creator of the eight-week Slim on Starch program. If you want to learn how to lose weight and keep it off on a plant-based diet, you've come to the right place. And the best part, it does not involve counting calories or restricting portions. This is the podcast version of my YouTube videos, so if you'd like to see the woman behind this voice, Proceed at your own caution and go to the show notes where you'll be directed to the Healthy Emmy YouTube channel. Otherwise, enjoy your commute, walk, workout, or whatever the heck it is that you're doing with just my voice on this podcast. Today, I'm introducing you to the story of my client, Emily. Emily came to me with a fantastic name, by the way, and she was struggling because she was coming from a background of restrictive dieting in order to lose weight. She says that she sort of woke up one day and noticed that she had gained a lot of weight and wanted to get it off, tried crash diet after crash diet, and eventually fell into calorie restriction. While it worked, she said that her mind was an absolute mess, and she had gotten to her wit's end before she had even finished losing the amount of weight that she wanted to lose. So she came to me having about 15 pounds left that she wanted to release, but being caught in this place of food obsession, food taking up so much room in her brain, having the background of calorie counting, and just wasn't quite sure how to get to where she wanted to be, which was to be free of all of these thoughts about food, being able to eat in abundance, not feel like she had to eat teeny tiny portions, and still be able to release the last bit of weight. And that's exactly what happened. M has been such a success story and such an inspiration to anybody who has a calorie counting background and has reached a breaking point, both in their ability to release any more weight and in their mental state. I'm not saying that meant that she was a cuckoo case by any means. She is extremely level-headed and sweet. But just like anybody who gets into calorie counting, you get to this point where you just can't take it anymore. And that's why Em reached out for help. I'm so happy that she did and that she got to the point of self-respect and self-awareness that she did reach out for help because she's been such a success. And after we got off the interview, she was like, this really, really does work. This is the only lifestyle where you can eat in abundance and you can still release weight. She said she was telling her friend about it and she is just a great story to listen to. She's going to brighten your day with a gorgeous smile and such a great energy. Let's get into it. My name is Emily and I am from British Columbia, Canada, and I am a violin teacher. And uh, probably for the greater half of my life, I have struggled with eating, Um, especially after I graduated high school. I really started gaining weight due to stress and emotions. I didn't know it was emotional eating at that time. When I look back, there was definitely a lot of stress eating, um, a lot of boredom eating, which is part of the reason I didn't think I was an emotional eater for a long time because I didn't think boredom constituted emotional eating. Um, But I was bored, I was stressed, I was excited, happy, and food had become kind of the, the centerpiece in everything I did with family and friends. 
um, you know, Christmases, Thanksgivings, we don't do a lot of activities in my family. Um, it's the big meal that's the center of all of our holidays. So boredom, stress, just celebrations, um, it was all tied to different emotions for sure. Uh, but suddenly I woke up one day and I'm just like, oh my goodness, I am a size 14 and I am not fit and I don't like that. So I started out doing a lot of crash dieting because that's where I ended up finding myself and I did everything. I did the master cleanse. I did juice cleanses. I did water fasting, which is basically just starving yourself for a couple days. Um, I did something called the, um, the military diet. And I did, I did so many different things and yes, my weight would drop, but then I'd be like, oh my goodness, I can have food again. And then it would all come back. And I was really frustrated. And I thought that, um, I was a binge eater. And I think just the, the thought of me thinking that I was made me that way. And I ended up doing the binge restrict cycle a lot um, and feeling super guilty and hating the way I looked. And it was just a whole bunch of negative energy. <laughs> and I did end up losing the first 20 pounds, but I still hadn't healed my relationship with food because I had really damaged my relationship with food throughout all of my crash dieting and what I was thinking of myself. So I ended up finding uh, something called bright line eating. I can say the, the name of that, right? We won't get in trouble. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I ended up finding something called bright line eating. And at first I was like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I need. It promised freedom from food addiction. Um, and what you had to do was weigh all of your food. And I didn't realize this at the time either, but that is a seriously anorexic uh, trait. And that's a seriously anorexic thing to do. And uh, so I started out doing this. And at first I was experiencing all this, this quote unquote food freedom. And I lost like 30 pounds doing that, um, doing that. But one day I got curious and I tracked all of my food for one day in a, in a calorie tracking app. And I realized I was eating about 1200 calories a day, like sometimes less, sometimes more, but it was always around 1200 calories. And I thought to myself, this is not good. This is really not good. Like this is not even healthy. And um, it made me feel even guiltier about eating things like bread and potatoes and basically everything that this program's about. And <laughs> I, I was terrified and I got to a point where some of my friends even told me, Emily, if you don't start eating more, we're gonna make you go to someone to get help. I thought I had found it at the time and I'm a very stubborn person. And I was telling all my friends how amazing uh, this thing was and I had found this this thing that was helping me. Um, but when my friends did tell me, hey, you know what? Like, this is not a lot of food. You need to eat more and you need to not be scared of eating other things. I thought to myself, oh my goodness, this is not practical. And it's true. I am 
facing so much guilt every day, every time that I go off plan or eat an extra piece of bread or have an extra ounce of grapes, you know, like it was so stupid. And I finally did realize I was like, yeah, I'm not eating enough, but this is the only answer right now. I felt trapped. And I thought to myself, oh boy, okay, there is something wrong with this. I need to drop this and maybe I just have to accept where I am. I didn't feel confident and I wanted to finally do something about it. Um, when it came to choosing your program after all of my frustrating ups and downs, it was more a matter of I want to be healthy and I want to heal my relationship with food once and for all, because this is taking up way too much of my emotional energy. This is taking up way too much of my life. And I absolutely hate hating myself. And I hate um, looking to food and having it control me. And I know that it got you sort of to this place. I mean, you're this cheery, beautiful, talented, and unbelievable violinist you have so much to offer and I know that the the dieting got you into a place that wasn't really you and self-love was something that you were struggling with do you want to talk a little bit about that and did that start to happen toward the end of your experience with the restrictive dieting yeah so that's one of the biggest surprises uh, I got when I joined your program because I thought that I was just joining your program to lose the last 10 to 15 pounds. And instead, I figured out that I literally had the worst relationship with food ever. And that was the biggest thing that we've worked on this past, these past eight months. Um, so I remember, I think it was right before Brightline Eating where I got so fed up with literally I'd look in the mirror and start crying. I just hated the way I looked. And so I made a conscious decision to just, you know what, everything that I pick out about myself that I hate, I'm going to turn it around in my head, even if I don't believe it and just say that I love it instead. And it did help a lot. It did get me to a place where um, I was able to accept myself at whatever weight I was. Um, after Brightline Eating ended and I still had a terrible relationship with food, um, I also had to kind of re-teach myself how to do that. Um, and I believe that's also what helped me to click apply for your program because I knew that your program was very holistic. It was very much about health and overall wellness as well. And I had to tell myself, that's the most important thing, take the plunge. And so it was definitely um, after I made the decisions to accept where I was and to not judge myself and to not condemn myself about my weight at that current point that things happened. I found your program and I saw all of the, the testimonials and everything like that. And I thought to myself, I have nothing to lose. And this is promising health as well as weight loss. And that's important to me. So what the heck, I'm going to do it. And so I applied and we've been working together for about eight months now.
how um, did you even get back to this whole whole foods plant-based world? Because these are really two sides of the coin where one side is, you know, the calorie restriction and being very, um, this is what I'm eating. This is the amount I put it on the plate. And then the whole foods plant-based side is about abundance. And so how did you get back to this side of the coin? Well, I have a big appetite <laughs> and I freaking love eating food. <laughs> and I am um, a Scandinavian by blood, which means carbs and potatoes are kind of how we run even more than the rest of the world, you know, just I'm going to claim that for myself. And uh, I love potatoes. I've always loved potatoes and I love rice and all of those different things. And I thought to myself, you know, if I can eat without restriction to satisfaction, my favorite foods and still lose weight, I'm going to take a chance and trust that because I'm so done with having those tiny little bowls of sad salad or whatever for, for lunch. <laughs> Was it scary to hop back into that after being in this restrictive mindset for so long? It was, it was a little bit intimidating because from, like I said, literally the, the bowls of whatever I had for lunch were just tiny to huge plates where half of that was something I was told I could only have four ounces of before. And I was having like, I don't even know how much I, I love it. I don't even know how much I eat anymore, but it's, it was just, it was so much food. And I looked at my first plate. I was like, whoa, um, can I fit this inside me at this point? Um, but I started eating it and I was so excited. I was eating more than I had in probably a year. Um, I was, I used to be the girl that had like the coffee for breakfast and then like a little bit of fruit and vegetables for lunch and then maybe something else for supper. Like I, it was at that point. Whereas now I was having oatmeal for breakfast, potatoes for lunch and a big rice bowl for dinner. And I was just like, what the heck? I'm eating so much. Is this going to work? But I was so happy that I was finally feeling energy because I was eating enough. So it was scary, but I was also kind of excited about like, hey, everyone says this is going to give me results and I get to eat more than I have in a year. Yes, please. Now, you said that with getting into SOS, you were able to jump back into the food. The mindset, though, it's tough to shift that mindset. So do you want to talk a little bit about your mindset journey in SOS, where you started, what you were struggling with and what you're working on? So where I started was being super, super scared of restriction. And I, I at first viewed SOS that way because we can't have certain foods at the beginning, you know, and when I start something, I go all in. So I was like, okay, not even salt, you know, like I'm just going to do this so perfectly. I'm very much a perfectionist. And, um, I was so used to being a perfectionist with all these other programs um, that didn't give me any wiggle room whatsoever. And so if I did end up eating a, a later food or a maintenance food on this program, I experienced a lot of that guilt that I had taught myself to have from all those past experiences. And all I was met with in your program was like, hey, don't beat yourself up about it. 
life is life. You're going to have to eat a cookie once in a while. Um, just go eat a rice bowl. And I was like, wait, what? And it was just so much love and so little judgment. And I remember working with my mindset coach, Karina, over these past eight months and just, I would type in my mindset journal and be like, oh my goodness, I fell off the wagon and like, I felt like I gained two pounds the next day and I couldn't look at myself in a mirror. Like, do I have body dysmorphia? And she's like, yeah, you do, because that's not how it works. And also it's okay. And I, I would get those messages back and I was like, whoa, I guess it is okay. And um, I started slowly um, releasing the need to be obsessive about my food um, and focusing on the primary foods versus the secondary foods was also a mindset shift that I really had to start making because all of my associations in life are based around food. It's been that way ever since I was little. I come from a hugely food loving family. And so it was like, wait, okay, I'm doing this so that I can have time for all the other things in my life. I have to put food as my second love. So sorry, food, but you know what? It's time for you to go. And um, it it's still something that I'm working on a lot now because food is still such a happy part of my life. And it's food is still such a comfort thing. And that's, I found out that that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just how much power I'm giving to it as well. And um, another huge thing I learned is that, oh my goodness, I can enjoy my food and still have it as my secondary food, which was mind blowing to me and a huge breakthrough, I think. And now I can truly say that my relationship with food is so good. And even if my weight fluctuates once in a while, because that's just life and that's what happens, I do not beat myself up about it anymore. And I can look at myself in the mirror and be like, you did that. You're amazing no matter what. You're worthy no matter what. And it's it's the best thing ever. And I remember you talking about um, your, I can't remember what holiday it was. Maybe it was Canadian Thanksgiving the with your grandfather. And mm -hmm. he talked about how, I remember saying, you know, your grandfather is not going to be around forever. And if, if this food celebration is a big part of your family memories with him, how many of these do we really have left? And so it's important to be able to enjoy those things here and there. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about forming that sort of mindset because it's really easy to fall into extremes but to allow yourself to be in that area where you can have you know you can indulge and then you can get back on sos was that tough to get into that gray area because you had such a black and white mindset oh my goodness it took forever it literally took forever um but I think probably the biggest thing that helped me and something that is integral to your program and is super helpful is the fact that you have um, three people, you, a mindset coach and another dietitian, and you are always receiving reassurance and affirmation from them. And for me to break out of any sort of mindset, I need that repetitive reminding. Um, and it took a while for me to hear the message, it's okay, live life, don't restrict, um, be mindful, 
make intentional choices. Intentional choices was a huge one for me too, because I was a very spontaneous eater before. And even now it's something I still struggle with, but um, being like intentionally spontaneous is different than being just purely spontaneous. And I think that's where the gray zone comes in. And once you start living in that, it's like, oh, and also um, in situations that I've been put in um, to be intentionally spontaneous, I, I ask myself, I'm like, do I want to eat this right now? And if the answer is yes, well, then that's fine. But if the answer is, I don't actually really need this right now, um, I'm fine without it, then it's no. And I feel the same amount of peace, both decisions that I make. It's so important to grant yourself grace in that process and understand that it's a learning curve. And that is so hard to do. It, it is, is so hard to be patient with yourself as you learn this new sort of rest and digest mentality as opposed to fight or flight. Yeah. And it's like with the spontaneity that you were exercising earlier, your body never knew what was coming. And uh, unknowingly, under feeding for so long your body can be in this it can be so tense yeah so to move into this rest and digest really hard to do and so i applaud you standing ovation for getting into this place and sticking with it em because you know there were times where like you said remember there was like the bread you made the bread one time and that was a really difficult scenario because you were like, I made this homemade bread and I enjoyed it. And I looked up how many calories were in it. And then it sent me into a tailspin. And the fact that you showed up, you talked about it and we got through it. That was so important to your success. You didn't just retreat. You showed up when something happened. We talked about it and we learned from it. Yeah. And I think a specifically in that situation, um, I hadn't had bread for so long. <laughs> I, and bread is like, I love bread. I just, you know, bread is my, my favorite thing. And I hadn't had bread for so long and I knew it was more calorically dense. And so I allowed myself to get in that tailspin of like, so how calorically dense are we talking? And um, because I hadn't had it for so long and because I knew it was more calorically dense, I got so scared that it had made me gain weight right away, which is unreasonable and not how science works. Um, and it was, it was a time, but like you said, I went and I talked about it. And again, all I received was stop. It's okay. Bread is great. You're great. Just rest and digest. <laughs> and I just, that was the most amazing thing to always have come at me after all these things. It really helped heal that part of my brain. It's important for us to, you know, one of our mindset coaches, Liz, she has us question, whenever we have an emotion, we need to ask ourselves, what's that all about? Because an emotion is a reaction to a thought. So if you're having this emotion for you, it was maybe panic, fear, overwhelm. You ask yourself, what's that all about? What thought am I reacting to? And the thought for you was maybe I just gained five pounds. Uh, oh my goodness, my face looks rounder. My arms look bigger. My thighs look bigger. And you want to look at those facts. I gained five pounds. 
and actually fact check it. Are those valid? Are those real? Am I just making those up? Because that's where the emotion comes from. Right. So say, what's that all about? And that's sort of what we, what we're trying to train you to do so that in the future, when these emotions pop up, cause we're humans, emotions will pop up. When these emotions pop up, we say, what, what is that all about? What thought am I reacting to with that emotion? And sometimes you just need people to bounce it off with. Right. Exactly. What are you working on now? What, you know, mindset wise or health wise, what is, what's your focus now? Well, now that I have really healed my relationship with food, which is an, I think it's going to be an ongoing thing that I learn about for my entire life because life changes. And so your, your mindset changes, um, right now in that area, I'm just learning how to, um, work on those intentions a little bit more and make the right decisions, not the fast decisions. So that's what I'm working on right now. Um, then because that has healed so much though, the next relationship I'm working on is my relationship with exercise. Um, because of how much I was restricting myself in the past, um, part of that was also believing that exercise was a huge part of weight loss. And um, being in this program taught me that it's actually just, it's nothing basically. <laughs> um, it can help support and contribute to overall health, which will aid weight loss, but it is not weight loss itself. And so um, right now I am rebuilding my relationship with exercise uh, because I hate, well, actually you might be proud to hear this, but I used to hate running, used to hate running, but I did a little bit of it recently and I think because of how I've nourished myself and strengthened myself um, nutrient wise, I actually kind of freaking loved it. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, wait, I can love running? That's a thing that's possible. So um, right now I'm just kind of figuring out what exercises um, I, can, I can do and which ones um, I love and approaching it from a completely um, neutral mindset of, I'm already where I want to be. This is just a bonus. So that's what I'm currently working on right now. What did your exercise relationship used to look like? Did you exercise while you were doing the sort of restrictive dieting? I tried um, because I was like, I'm going to speed up my weight loss. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, and <laughs> I tried, I would find random exercise routines that I thought would um, be different enough that I wouldn't get bored of them or hate them so much. And it was, it was not good. I would, I would have a burst of inspiration to exercise. So maybe for about three days, I would say was my longest streak. And I would work out hardcore, like 45 minutes, sort of big chunks of something cardio heavy. And I at first was like, yes, I can do this. But it would always get harder the next few days, especially as the, the energy stores would wear out more because of that. And then I would stop doing it and feel terrible about it. 
and be like, why do I hate exercise so much? Why can't I find the runner's high like everyone else does? Why? Ugh, I just hate exercise. So I came from a point of just hating exercise. Also, the high school that I graduated from, they didn't do sports. Um, they did really intense workouts. And before going to that high school, um, I was also heavier back then too. I did lose some weight during high school and then gained it all back after plus more. Um, but during high school, I wasn't used to exercise. So being thrown into an intense workout program was insane. They would have PE testing every month where they would track how long it took you to run a mile. And I'm slow. I, I didn't know how to run a mile. And the only thing that got me from not being dead last was my willpower and my competitive nature that didn't allow me to do that. But I hated it. I couldn't breathe after. Um, plus doing a workout on top of that, it was just terrible. So I, I never had a good experience with exercise. Um, and now I'm starting to slowly gain good experiences with exercise. And I'm really excited about that. So with getting back into it, do you feel any different in terms of, cause you said, you know, your, your relationship with exercise was sort of shaped by this childhood experience, but now we're in this new chapter of adulthood and a new view on health. And do you feel physically different with exercise than you did during your childhood? I feel like building endurance is a lot easier because I'm giving myself more time and uh, to build it. I also feel like gaining strength is easier because now my body has like stores of nutrients to do that. Whereas before um, they were either getting used up too quickly or they were being abused. So I do feel different in, in the body that I am now. It's also a lot lighter than when I tried to start an exercise routine before. So it's a lot easier to move um, and a lot easier to be flexible. So I do feel different now. And I think part of the reason I can build a good relationship with exercise now is because I was able to lose more weight um, diet only. So it really is important to know that diet is like 80 to 90% of it all. <laughs> Do you want to share your primary foods with us? I know violin has to be one of them. <laughs> yes. So violin has probably been my main primary food ever since I was five and I'm almost 24 now. So it's been a long relationship with my violin. Um, my other primary foods include things like uh, reading and the biggest other primary food is writing. I love to just write as a hobby, um, whether that be poetry or prose. It's just one of my favorite things to do. Um, I also just love spending one-on-one -on -one time with people. I'm a little bit more introverted, but I also love my people. So being able to um, spoil my friends is probably one of my biggest primary foods as well. I love that. You know, giving is so much better than receiving. Oh, it's so much. So, I mean, <clears throat> it is. <laughs> um, so if somebody were to come knock on your door, Em, 
and let's say that they were doing bright line eating. Let's say that somebody came and knocked on your door. They're doing this restrictive dieting and they said, please tell me what to do to get out of this. What advice would you give to that person who wanted your help and wanted to somehow break free from it? So the first thing I would tell them is go eat and do not look back. Um, the second thing I would tell them is that there are foods you can eat abundantly to satisfaction and you can still get your goal weight. You can still reach your goals. Um, and at the same time, you will be able to fuel yourself so that you're, you can break free from the restrictive mindset, from all the guilt you feel, from all of this struggle that you have struggled with for far too long in your life. So that's probably what I would tell them. It's just like, go eat that extra ounce of grapes and um, go make a potato. <laughs> you know, I love how simply you put that. And it was an action. So you didn't say go research, go learn, go listen to podcasts. You said, just eat and don't look back because we can putz around all day, but we need to take action. And yeah. that's what's gonna get us, you know, action, the mind follows the action. So right. take the action and then your mind will catch up to it. And that's something that I used to do a lot of is just all of the research and never, never anything that I did afterwards. I would research for hours on YouTube, like how to stop binge eating, how to lose weight really fast. Um, oh, that would be another thing I would tell people too, is don't focus on how fast you can lose the weight, focus on losing it for good because that was the biggest mistake I made for a long time is I wanted to lose the weight as fast as possible because I wanted to gain confidence as fast as possible. And that's not the way it works. You build confidence over time and you build confidence before you get to your results. And um, if you lose weight quickly, you'll gain it back quickly. If you lose weight for good, I mean, it's gone and it'll take a little bit of time, but it is lasting. So that's another thing I would tell people is stop trying to rush and just do. I'm just so impressed by you. You've been such a joy and I'm so glad to have you as a forever friend. Aww. You deserve the health and the happiness that you've worked so, so hard to achieve. It has not gone unnoticed by me how hard you've worked. So kudos to you for that. You are just, you're something else. Oh, well, thank you so much for everything you've done for me. I wouldn't have been able to do it without you. Thanks for listening, honey. Come say hi at Healthy Emmy on Instagram and join our private Facebook group, The Healthy Honeys, where you can get started losing weight on a plant-based lifestyle. I'll see you in there and everything is linked in the show notes. Mwah.